I'm Baldy, and I've been following football for over 40 years. And I'm the big fella, and I'm a newbie to the sport. Each week, we'll be talking football, and as you'd expect, I know quite a lot. And I know f*** all. So subscribe, rate, and review to help spread the love. Thanks for finding Baldy and the big fella. So, um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I hope that we find you well. This is um, the big fella from Baldy and the Big Fella, and you know what? Uh, we are well. I'm. We're both. We're technically, we're both on the road, aren't we? Uh, hello, sir. How are you? Very good, sir. How are you? I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm really good. I'm just. Uh, this is weird for us, isn't it? Because um, we've our very first one. We started off where you were at uh, Baldy Towers, and I was. I was in my house, uh, and then we got together uh, and we've done it around mine pretty much every week <clears throat> excuse me and now we're uh, I'm on the road and you're back at home I know it's quite scary doing it on a video screen now I can't see you fiddling with your knobs or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> it is so weird though because obviously if um, if anybody walks past my hotel room I'm actually in a place called Bolton alright Bolton for all of our friends uh, across the water uh, and it's in the northwest. and uh, yeah and do you know what believe it or not we're recording this and if I look out my window in my hotel room I'll see that the Bolton Stadium and they are playing tonight against Cheltenham so how oh, really yeah how bonkers is that yeah yeah crazy I crazy can't, I can't I can't believe you're not in there well, no, it's uh, yeah, not for me, not for me. But apparently they're, they're riding fourth and doing well. So there you go. That's the only time we'll talk uh, soccer uh, on the podcast. But yes, it's it's interesting. And what are we up to now? Number what? Seventeen. Number seventeen. We need we need a same for this one as well. We, we do, haven't yeah. got a little. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I don't have to know. Think about could... it. So, so we've got lots, haven't we, to discuss? Lords, mate. Honestly, what a weekend. So, shall we? Let's do it. Week on Baldy and the Big Fella. Yeah, that gee, was my sixth. Yeah, gee, it rings a bell now. You talk about it. Yeah, Andy Reid is an absolutely legendary coach. But that mustache with the ice hanging down. I mean, oh, he's always got his book. <laughs> I brought the book. I brought yeah, the book. Oh, it. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Come on, honestly. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maurice Jones Drew, and you're listening to the Big Fella. Hi, we're. Jam-packed Baldy and the Big Fella this week. And uh, you know what? I've, I've got to tell you, haven't I? If you do want to get in touch, uh, like, share, spread the love. It is Baldy and TBF. And that is across your socials, which is uh, on your ex, formerly Twitter, uh, your Facebook, and as well as that, you've got uh, Instagram as well. And if you want to email as you can, it is uh, Baldy and TBF at Outlook.com. And uh, if you've just caught us, I don't know how it is a podcast. You should pause it if you, you know, maybe need the toilet or something, but uh, we are, oh, well, I'm on the road. In fact, we're both not in the usual place. Uh, I'm in a hotel and Baldy in his house. So, uh, are we discussing the uh, the magic of playoffs? It's definitely, it's, it's, it's very, very deep into the playoffs now, fella. Yeah, after this episode, we're down to four and, uh, and only three games left for the season. Wow. I mean, you know, we, we're getting close to that, curling up on the... Uh, curling up on the couch and watching baseball <laughs> not me not me i will be doing that nothing like that nothing like anything to do remotely like uh, rounders and cricket and stuff like that uh, so uh, what are we talking about first then well i think i think first of all let's do a bit of feedback because uh, some of the things that you've been saying these last few weeks have Ooh. been going down with our with our our listeners so we start off First of all, Sam, our, our our resident Dallas fan from London. So he, do you know what? He listens to the podcast while he goes out running. He did an 18-mile run the other day. Jeez. I mean, it's a, it's a pain of running 18 miles. <laughs> isn't bad enough. He was listening to us. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and do you know what? While he was going around, he said, I'm now, big fella mentioned about Green Bay shirts. I'm also tempted to drop in at Sports Direct and get myself a Green Bay oh. shirt. And I said, hang on. 
Sam, are you a Dallas fan? Dallas and Green Bay, they're two NFC, NFC teams. Two times NFC equals wrong. And he went, well, that's a fair point, but you do have 10 shirts. Correct. I yeah. said, that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. You, you may very well. If you go in there, mate, and you, need, and you, and you look for your, your size in Green Bay, medium, you may yeah, have found medium. Sam's got in before you. I haven't said that. Sam's a bit of a skinny bloke compared to me and you. So... Um, <laughs> But there you are. There's Sam. He's, he's off looking for Green Bay shirts. So, Good work. And, Good but work. he hasn't got his Dallas shirt yet. Right, okay. Well, I want to talk about that, um, the Green Bay shirt. We'll come on to that, I'm sure, when we talk about the actual game. Okay, so, yeah, thanks, Sam. Thanks for, get, thanks for getting in touch, by the way. That's nice. That. What else have yeah, we got? Um, Tra- Tracy, our... Who doesn't have a team? Who, who, who she's catching up? She's she must have us. a team she, now. She must have a well, team. Well, you remember, Howie, we can be accused Tracy of being a bit windy because and because she's she, she's oh, touched yeah, on the Chicago yeah, Bears. Yeah, yeah. So now she's come back and said it's true she is windy, but I think she's saying that. I mean, whether she's not just a lady, I don't know whether she'll admit to things like that. But it said she was crying out laughing, but now she's decided she's going to check out the Chicago Bears, and then she said. Is it true the Chicago Pairs are playing the Jags? And I said, well, we were alleging it, unless she yeah. knows something more than what we do. I mean, maybe they are going to play the Jags after the, Ooh, you know, yeah, the down at Wembley. Yeah. But yeah. Well, you never know. The, well, the question is, is if, if it is, if they do play, will Tracy go? And if she goes... Will she have a Jag shirt on or will she have a Chicago Bear shirt on? Well, listen, Tracy, come on, me and you, we've 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 bonded, haven't we? Yes, we have. Um, I think that it's going to be the Hicksville Jiggawaras that you have to have and not a Chicago Bear. So make sure you get a Hicksville Jiggawaras shirt. That's right. There you go. I think it's going to depend on whether she likes a really, really dark shade of blue with a bit of orange on the arms or whether she likes that beautiful tail well listen there's no point in asking me is there um you know what what shirt to buy and what color what because it's got it's always gonna be the jags and uh yeah you could pick anyone you wouldn't disappoint me you just pick anyone that's it tracy we get it sorted and you know what if you if you can get yourself a ticket uh then uh, yeah you can go in the jags end and we can when we meet up with her we'll, we'll interview her at a first ever game i Damn, mean yeah you know it'll be, it'll be good fun of course it would. Of course it would. And if you are actually going to any of the London London games um, next year or this year, next season, this year, this year, next season, uh, and and you want to come and see us, uh, we will be hopefully be doing something there. Uh, even if we just stood at the side of the road with a banner, uh, come and uh, come and please see, please say hello to us. That'd be great, and we'll have a chat. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. We just accost people off the two five seven bus from Kings Cross to Tottenham. I know. Yeah. Well, this, this, listen, I've got to, I've got to be honest with you. You always say, uh, "I'll ask the questions. You go and get them. You go and get them. You go and get them. I'll ask, I'll ask the questions. That's right. You, I am the one that has to go and look like an absolute mug and uh, talk, and they look look at me as if to say, huh? what you say?" What you say? That's the only thing. It's over to you now. Is there a delay? Well, that's it. Deep down, fella, I'm shy. But once you've made the contact and you start talking football, then I'm in my comfort zone and then I'll, I'll talk about anything then, you know me. Yeah, true, true. Any more feedback? Um, that's all the feedback. Yeah. Um, but we let's talk about coaching hires. We've got some coaching oh, hires to, yeah. to announce. Yeah, come on. And one that's very, very close to my heart. So my Las Vegas Raiders have hired Antonio Pierce. So let me give you the lowdown. Antonio Pierce, he won the Super Bowl with the New York Giants. He was a teammate of OCU Manure, Britain's own OCU, yeah? Yep. Um, apparently, he, OCU Manure, you know what he's like. He said he would run through a wall for this guy. So this shows about the leadership that he brings to, yep. the, to the table, so to speak, yeah? Yeah. Yep. So when... Earlier on the season, when the Raiders sacked Josh McDaniels because he was basically terrible, yeah. um, they 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 could have hired a whole load of junior coaches. And in fact, Antonio Pierce was probably at least two down the ladder, maybe even four or five down the ladder. And um, so the so the the, Raid, the Raiders owner basically came out and went, right, we want this fellow Antonio Pierce. He got the locker room, the locker room listened to him. So he's gone in as a as a brand new red coach, head coach he's only ever coached linebackers to my knowledge um come in and basically people like mad, mad max crosby yeah. um people like uh, devante adams uh hunter renfro all of them have said he's absolutely galvanized that the dressing room after after games when they win they're smoking cigars in the dressing room yeah. you know they're having a party um so Anyway, they've finally, they've finally, Mark Davis, the, the owner of the Raiders, has finally decided he's going to hire Antonio Pierce full-time. So am I happy? 
I think the short answer is I don't know. Ask me in about a year's time. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's Harbors out there, uh, Jim Harbor. Um, there's also there's I mean Bill Belichick. We'll come on to him. Um, there's a whole host of potential head coaches that we could have had, and we've probably re- we've probably hired the most inexperienced. But what we have hired is somebody who the team appear to love. Um, he basically went. Uh, I think he he finished the season. We, we he, he won the same as he lost. I think he finished the season four and four, or maybe five and five. Yeah. So you know he, he did he did better than the previous head coach, but I think it's early days, and let's uh, let's uh, let's 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 find out next season how he does. But okay, signs are generally positive. Excellent. So we've also got the tenant. Sorry, go on, go on, fellas. Sorry, no, I'm I'm say, ex- excellent. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. Yes, I'm, I'll, we'll, have, we'll have that silver and black shirt on you before long, I'm telling you. <laughs> and you know what? No, I, it's, the thing is with that, it's, I, I, I like that shirt, but I also like the white version of it. Yeah, yeah. So We'll, we'll have either of them. I'll, I've told you I'm going to buy, buy your son one. But the, the thing <laughs> is, though, with that, listen, uh, see, I, I don't see... I, I don't see the problem as uh, it, this is bonkers, right? Okay, as a, as an Englishman, I would wear an England football shirt. All right, I wouldn't wear another country's football shirt. Um, as a Middlesbrough fan, I'm talking soccer here. I would wear Middlesbrough, but I wouldn't wear another foot, soccer team's shirt. I wouldn't, right? With NFL, it's different. I, I don't know, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what how you can bottle it and put a cap on it or anything like that. But I'm a Jags fan, 100% Jags. I've got Jag shirts. But I like other teams, not to the extent that you do, Baldy, but I like the like other teams. And, I, I, yeah, I would go and buy a, a, another shirt. And I think that could be because uh, we go to all of the London games, so you're going to see not just the Jags, but you're going to see potentially four or five other teams. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, I, yeah, I'd quite, quite happily welcome uh, one of those shirts. Well, I know. I think I know why I wear other people's shirts. I've been thinking about this because we've been getting. I've been getting slagged a little bit out there. You know, there's a few people who've said, "I can't believe you like more than one team," <laughs> yeah. and, and I've loads of different shirts. I know what it, I know exactly what it is because my love of the NFL and the sport is as equal to my love of the teams. Right. So my yeah. love of the Raiders yeah. and my love of the 49ers yeah. is on a par with my love of the sport. Yeah. I would go and watch any two teams play. You know what? I, I love would, it. I would. I would. I'm, I'm more of a. I would watch any team's live play. Yeah, a little bit more selective because I'm only at the the, the beginning. I suppose. Uh, I couldn't sit and watch. I mean, I've, I have found um, the the playoffs a bit of a struggle because what I've done is I've I've had to watch games that normally I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'll watch it. Um, but a lot of it is credit to this podcast that's kind of made me focus a lot more and watch the games. Um, but yeah, I know I would agree. I think. I think it's it's one of those spots where you can quite happily uh, get involved and appreciate the gameplay of other teams and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we shall see. I think I have more shirts to buy out there. We shall. <laughs> Yeah, we shall see what I get next. I still haven't. I still haven't spent my auntie's money money from Christmas. You know, so oh, well, you need to you get that spent, don't you? Anyway, other coaching hires. So we've got Tennessee Titans who sacked um, their coach after the after they beat the um, Jacksonville Jaguars last game of the season. Um, they, they sacked Vrabel, who still hasn't got a team yet. They're now hiring a guy called Brian Callahan, who is the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. So he's been coaching Joe Burrow yeah. and that Bengals offense, which has been pretty good up until Burrow getting injured this season. In fact, no, they brought in the backup quarterback and he was he was pretty good as well. So he's now going to be the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. So bear in mind, fella, you play them twice every year. Yeah. This is a guy who's probably going to be looking at the Jags and trying to figure you guys out and, and vice versa. So yeah. um, he's never head coach. He's never been a head coach before, to my knowledge. I hadn't really heard of him other than as an offensive coordinator. So right, okay. we'll have to see about that. Yeah. But but the big one this week, I thought it'd be announced by now, but my neck. So Bill Belichick, we said last week he goes for his first interview with Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I would argue how why would a coach of that kind of you know, if you were an actor, if you if you were um, one of the greatest actors, Al Pacino, would you go and do a screen test for a film where you'd say, I'm Al Pacino, you know yeah. I am, you know yeah. what I can do, yeah. hire me off, I don't bother. So Belichick goes to the Atlanta Falcons for his first interview and they said, yeah, we'll give you a ring, Bill. So they give him a ring and they say, can you come back for a second interview? 
<laughs> now, fella, come on. Turn <laughs> yeah, down Bill yeah. Pelichek. I'll, I'll walk into this interview. What questions are you going to ask me? So, so Bill, uh, thanks for popping back. I just want to go through a few bits and pieces in here. What I mean, what can you just highlight? What, what are your qualifications? What could you bring to the team? Well, there's this thing called a Super Bowl, uh, Mr. Atlanta Falcon. You're going to be Arthur Blank, the owner. You're, you're Arthur Blank. All right, I'll be Arthur, Arthur. There's this thing called a Super Bowl. You remember that one in 2017 when you led my team at halftime, 27-7, and my team came back to beat you? Yeah, that gee, was my sixth. Yeah, gee, it rings a bell now. You talk about it. Yeah, that was me being Arthur. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I can't do a Bill Belichick <laughs> accent, but that was my sixth Super Bowl, Arthur. That was six of them. Some people haven't even won one. Gee. The Atlanta Falcons haven't even won one. I've won six. And gee. next question. Gee, can you bring Tom Brady with you? Well, actually, I've got him on speed dial. Um, if you want Tom, apparently the 49ers nearly brought him in last season to wow. take over yeah. instead of Purdy. Yeah. So if you want Tom, I can bring him in. I can bring in, um, I can bring in Gronkowski as well, if you like. I'll yeah. bring him back in. I mean, take your pick there, fella. So what's that? What's Arthur, so... sorry. Gee, <laughs> yeah. thanks. Uh, so, what, what's, so where are we with it then? He's, having, he's had his second interview, but they've just given somebody else an interview as well. Jeez. So I honestly don't know. I, so, so I, the, the, the rumor I've heard is that Arthur Blank wants him, but the rest of his staff don't, because obviously you know he's he's, he's seventy one. He's a bit he's a bit of a funny bloke, as in he doesn't suffer fools. He hates the press. He doesn't like chatting to the press. Um, I don't know. I just it appears that they just can't make up their mind. But I think if there was anybody else out there who wants Belichick, I mean. You know, we're going to come on to Buffalo Bills in a minute. There's a chance Buffalo might move on from uh, from Callahan. Is it Sean? Sean? Forget his name anyway, the head coach. Um, if they move on from him, then maybe they'll bring in Belichick because he's used to that division, the AFC East. So... Um, I don't know. I just it makes no sense to me, fella. Honestly, but but if you're if you look at, I can see where they would be coming from with that because you we've both had this conversation during the podcasts to say, you know, was Bill Belichick's success down to having Tom Brady, and if he hadn't had Tom Brady, would he have got those Super Bowls? So the next question is then, if he does come, he's not going to bring Tom Brady with him. So are we taking a gamble? No. I mean, they've got a, a young, they've got a young quarterback who's only in his second season. Um, he hasn't been brilliant. I would think if Bill comes in, he'll probably want to go out there and bring in his own personnel as yeah. well, his own players, yeah. if he can, for what he can get. I mean, Atlanta haven't got a bad team though. They were so they only got, they only missed out on the playoffs on the last game of the season. Tampa won. Atlanta were playing the New Orleans Saints. That was when New Orleans ran in touchdown when they were taking a knee. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, they're there or thereabouts. They've got the, the, you know, it's a decent team for him to pick up and probably do something with. So, okay. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Makes no sense. Fair enough. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. We might find out. Anyway, the last thing we talk about in this segment, Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come on to the actual games, but I just want to talk about an, an observation between some of the good teams I watched at the weekend right. and some of the not-so-good teams, and that was tackling. <laughs> so I don't know whether I don't know how you watch it and what you think of tackling, but so I used to play rugby when I was a kid back in my junior life, let's say. Yeah. And we we our our um, PE teacher, our our head coach was a ex England under twenty three rugby player, so he knew his stuff. Yeah. And he taught us how to tackle properly. And I still remember now. Says so you, you put your head by the side of the legs yeah. or by the side of the waist, put your arms round them, wrap them up and then fall down them. So he brings them down, it trips them up, it brings the both the legs together. Yeah. And the Ravens at the weekend were doing that to absolute perfection. I wouldn't be surprised if they've got an Australian, an English, an Irish, a New Zealander rugby coach in there teaching them how to tackle. Um, but some teams, they all they do, and, and the Raiders are one of them, From that's probably one of the reasons why they're, they're not in the playoffs, is... Some of the teams just go in there and they just try and bounce the player. They just try and bump into him and knock him over. Or they just try and, like, roll on the floor and the players jump over them. Mm. And it's some of the tackling is just absolutely appalling in the NFL. And and if they haven't got rugby coaches in, and I've, I've heard some have, but if, for those who haven't, they just need to bring someone in and teach them the fundamentals of tackling. Yeah. Because you, you could have the great greatest strategy in the world in defence, but if you can't bring a man down when he gets the ball, what does he get? He gets yards after catch. Mm. And that's the biggest thing. Some of these teams are getting really, really good 
yards after cut. Baldy and the big fella talking everything NFL. <laughs> there you go. So we are. It, listen, it is Baldy and the big fella. We are. You might be thinking, good grief, it's a little bit of a pause going on there because what it is, we are doing the uh, the wonderful Baldy and the big fella podcast this week on uh, like a Zoom thing uh, as we test out. We are going to be testing out different ways of doing video as well as uh, audio pods in the coming uh, weeks, months, whatever. So please do bear with us. We are going to be tinkering. Uh, today I'm on the road um, with work commitments, so I'm in a hotel uh, and people in the rooms next to me must be thinking, what the hell is he going on about? And the ball fella is is at home in Baldy Towers. So there you go. That's why it's a little bit different today. Uh, but please do uh, like, share, spread the love. We'd love um, we'd love to hear more from you. Um, again, as, as fans of the sport, you know, we are getting close to uh, the Super Bowl after the season's finished. We will be inviting the fans on to come and talk about their teams, their experiences. Uh, so please do keep right across social media. It is Baldy and TBF, and that's across uh, your Twitter or your ex formerly Twitter, uh, your Facebook, and of course, um, your Instagram. And also, if you do want to email us, uh, you can do, of course. It is uh, Baldy and TBF at Outlook.com. Please tell somebody you know uh, that doesn't listen. That'd be really good for us. It'd be great to build uh, the Baldy and the Big Fella family. Right. Okay. So, how are we uh, going to go? How are we performing or proceeding this? this segment of the pod so fella um which games did you watch at the weekend because i don't know what i don't know what which ones i want to talk with you about or one of which ones i'm going to tell you about well, I mean, talk about them all, obviously, because it was a great weekend for... Playoffs! And uh, what I will say is that, um, yeah, I watched the Ravens. Um, I right, did... we're gonna, that's, that's the first one. Okay, and um, the Packers? Oh, we're saying the Packers, not the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, to be fair. That's all, I, that's all I've watched. All right, then. Well, let's, well, they're the first two. So you were watching okay. Saturday night, not Sunday night. I know you were yeah. on your travels on Sunday, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, get, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was travelling on the Sunday, so I really didn't get a chance to... I caught bits of it, if I'm honest but um yeah i mean i was i was i just you know what i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed the game um and i thought just like i said i thought it was a really good experience uh, to watch a team uh, or a game of that you know, I swear, there was a lot at stake there was a lot at stake yeah. and uh, it was really enjoyable yeah. to watch the game play I, I always say that this weekend is the best weekend of football because you've got four games and you usually got eight really good teams and in general most of the teams at this level, like like no one got absolutely tonked. You could probably argue Houston Texans maybe did, but yeah, yeah. all the game, even that, even that game was was tied at half time. So yeah, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you've got eight really good teams, and you're getting four games over two days. So it's a yeah, it's a football fans paradise, really. So shall we shall we talk about Houston and Baltimore? I just, do you know what? I can't even. My my, my head is an absolute muddle uh, because I've done so many things. Uh, since that game, obviously with work and things, but I, what I, I just I just thought they, they, they played very very well. Um, the, the Ravens, I, I just did. I thought it was a great atmosphere. Obviously, a home game for them. Um, the band were on, and it was just it was it was one of those games where I was watching it, I enjoyed it, and I was glad for the Ravens win. Obviously, I mean I, I, I can't go into mm. it. But we, I did say something to you, wasn't it? Well, I can't remember what I I messaged you about that game. Um, what was it now? It was some. I'm sure it was something about. It was about tackling. I know we're going to come on to tackling, uh, but there was something. Mm. Um, it was something that. What was it? Let me just. Try you to said you wanted, the third, you wanted to discuss Nixon. the tackle. Yes, in the, the tackle. third. Yeah, with Nixon. With Nixon. Yeah, and I thought. Yeah, that was what exactly what it was. So basically, it was a. Do you remember the the, the player where he ran through? He got the ball, he ran through, and it was just as if the well, he just completely got sw- sideswiped, as I would describe it, and he lost the ball. And then obviously, the other mm. Ravens player retrieved it, thankfully. But I'm all for, and what I love about the game is, is, is the, uh, is I suppose the roughness of it, or that you know, the way that you kind of can tackle a player. But I think that when you're getting tackled the way he got tackled, and you see it in slow motion, there was no way he's going to be able to keep hold of that ball absolutely and i just yeah, think I, yeah. and sometimes i wonder what constitutes a really good tackle and just a foul do you know what i mean because i just thought that he 
you know, it wasn't a case of that ball was a slippy ball and he didn't have all of it properly. And it was the fact that he was being clumsy that he dropped the ball. He absolutely got wiped out and it was completely legal. And I thought yeah. that was bonkers. Well, you know, it, so, so the Nixon one is, our, is the Green Bay 49ers game. But, but but I'll talk about it now because it links into the tackling thing at the, uh, that we just talked about. Yeah. So he's running down the field. He's, 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 he's on a, I think it's a 73-yard kickoff return. And a 49er player comes up behind him. And, he, and so he's got a choice there, right? Am I just going to tackle him and bring him down? Is that is that all I want to do? Now, a lot of the players, what they do instead of ta- they try and do a tackle and bring the ball out at the same time, so they'll, yeah. they'll try and punch the ball out. Now, if you punch and miss, you're not going to grab at the same time. So he's risking performing the tackle. At the, uh, uh, but but the, but if you like, the upside is is if he punches that ball and it comes out, there's a chance his team might get it. So it's also almost like a risk reward going on there in his mind. Now a lot of the players will go in first with with the punch and try and punch it out first. Um, that, that, and that, yeah, I mean the 49er, the forty nine player punched it out. Luckily, his own man uh, managed to drop on the ball. Yeah, but oh yeah, I've just realised there we're talking about that we were talking about the Ravens game. But that's exactly right. It was like you could try and punch the ball out, and it's it's legit. <laughs> just think, I, I just for yeah. me for me yeah. that is something that like well, fair the the skill in, within that run. He weaved and he and he turned around and he and he jigged and did did a bit of a jink and that and moved inside and then got hit, lost the ball. And I'm like, wow, that that I cannot understand why that's not a foul, but obviously it's not. So anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute because I've I've got other things to talk about that particular on, drive. But um, on the Houston and Baltimore one, so it was it, it just like it is outside right now. It was persisting down in Baltimore again. Yes, um, bit bit You know what, Jeff and Mary Kate keep saying, "Come over and come and see us and that." But I think for us, it'll be like a busman's holiday. Yeah, we come from say, wet yeah. and windy Teesside to uh, wet and windy Southern Maryland. Yeah, we won't be needing but, any uh, factor. Yeah. We won't need any factor twenty going over there, <laughs> would we? Let's face it. You see that they're on one side of the Atlantic Ocean and quite close to the the, the coast, and we're on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. And well, I suppose we're even further over, close to the North Sea. But I think we're on the same weather system at the moment but uh yeah the, the game it was it was 27 degrees fahrenheit feels like 13 which is minus 10 degrees centigrade for us um so it wasn't as cold as some of the previous ones but it was cold so um going into the houston texans they're the only current team to never win a playoff road game or play in the conference championships wow. so even detroit who've had these years of yeah. Of, of 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 losing and not not getting there. Houston are actually the only team who's never been never won in on the road in the playoffs or been to the conference championships. Right. And uh, now Houston are a young Houston Texans are a young team, so that's probably part of the reason. But at the same time, they've they've never ever really done that good in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it was a really close game early on. The, the traded field goals, it was three all at the end of the first quarter. Jackson was was being his elusive self. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was... Do you know what, though? Houston, Houston did something with Jackson that I don't know why more teams don't do this. And if whoever meets them in the Super Bowl, if they get there, um, they need to do this. And you do something called putting a spy on him. And what that is, is imagine Jackson being behind his line there's a man on the other side on the defense who basically mirrors Jackson. So if he goes left, um, the defender will go right with him. Yeah. If Jackson goes right, the defender will go left. And basically the idea is Jackson then can't come out the pocket and start running. Um, now it didn't always work. He, he, he did he, he, in the whole game. He got a hundred, hundred yards running on his own and anyone, any running back who gets 100 yards is usually happy. Yeah. But they did manage to limit him to some extent. Anyway, at 3-3 at the end of the first quarter, um, very early in the second quarter, Jackson throws a, a, a four-yard pass to Nelson Aguilar for a 10-3 lead. Um, Houston defense, basically, they're operating this like swarming defense where they're just trying to be all over the um, the offense and trying to put loads of pressure on them. Anyway, um, Steve Sims comes back with a punt return, a 67-yard punt return for a touchdown, makes it 10-all. Then Houston had the chance to go up 13-10, but miss a field goal. Jackson gets sacked twice on two consecutive plays. You rarely see him get sacked once, but get sacked twice on two, two consecutive plays. But then almost immediately runs in for a 15-yard touchdown on his own. Um, and what they did is, so this spy that was in front of him, they must have made an adjustment. They'd seen it. The Baltimore Ravens um, coaches had clearly seen it. 
And what they did is they put their running back to run ahead of Jackson, take the spy out as a tackle, and then Jackson just run through totally untouched. So a beautiful tactical change by the Ravens. Um, they'd seen that spy and decided to put in a play where they got someone to take him out before he got he got to Jackson. Um, Houston, though, were blitzing all the time. Now, on average, in the NFL, a team will blitz. That's where they send uh, six men or more to try and tackle the quarterback. Um, they normally, I would say, they would normally blitz about 30, 35%, if that. That's probably quite high. Houston blitzed on sixty nine percent of all the pass players, wow. so that's nearly that's that's nearly all the time. Yeah, I mean, two yeah. out of every three players. Um, but penalties were causing Houston to have really problems. They had they had seven pre snap penalties, so that's before the quarterback snaps the um, snaps the ball. Yeah, they were they were committing false starts. They were committing illegal procedure. Just loads of loads of unforced errors, really. Anyway, it goes in at halftime, ten all. Lamar Jackson, fifteen yard run in the second half, seventeen ten. Houston give the ball back up again. Jackson then to Isaiah Likely, the tight end, the backup tight end. He goes in twenty four ten, and then Jackson again with another run, another eight yard run. So he got two touchdowns, thirty one ten. Tucker, Mary Kate's favourite kicker, got a field goal, 34-10, and that was the final score. So it went from 10 all at half-time yeah. to Baltimore putting up 24 points in the second half. Um, so Baltimore showed their class as the game went on. The tackling was superb on the defence. The defence only, only only conceded three points um, because the although although Houston got 10, seven of, seven of them was a a, a a punt return for a touchdown. So Baltimore's defense looks absolutely superb. So ESPN have said that it's their most watched game ever. Bear in mind that there are cable stations, so like Sky, um, you know, like BT Sport. That's really, really huge for them. I mean, they've been going for 40 years and this is their biggest watch game. So really, really good for them. Um, the go back in the changing rooms, it's hilarious. You've got to check it out. John Harbaugh, the head coach, was so pleased with the performance. He starts doing his dad dancing in the changing room. Imagine me or you trying to look cool in front of the kids. He was dad dancing, I tell you. It was uh, it was crazy. But yeah, that was it. Baltimore won 31-10, and they look absolutely ominous for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Baldy and the big fella. Talking everything NFL. It is uh, Baldy and the big fella. This is the big fella. Uh, and just want to thank you for actually listening to the podcast. It means uh, a lot to us. Please do share the love and follow us on social media. And that is Baldy and TBF. And that could be across X, Twitter, um, your Facebook. It could be your Instagram. And you can email as well as it's very, very easy. It is uh, Baldy and TBF at Outlook.com. So, uh, so, oh, he's took his hat off. That, oh, you have to put the hat back on. Your light is shining right in your baldy head. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I've, shined, I've shined it up especially. You have shined it up. I must, I must admit, we are absolutely, if you could see us tonight, all right, well, you, you could, we, we definitely are living up to our name because <clears throat> he's took his hat off and he is bald and I'm on a camera and I look very rotund. That is for sure. So, yeah, we are very much <laughs> baldy and the big fella. Uh, right, so what do we got now? Okay, so Green Bay, San Francisco. So this is the one I was really nervous about. Oh, are we still, um, are we still Green talking? Green coming to the... Are we still talking? Why are Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's all we're talking about now, <laughs> Right, okay. <laughs> un- un- until middle of February. <clears throat> yep. Um, yeah, so I was really nervous about this. Stayed up through till five o'clock a.m. UK time to watch. Did you Green really come into the you, playoffs on the? Did you really stay up? That did you? Re- oh my goodness! I went to bed at five a.m. And do you know what? When I was trying to get in the bed, get the bed, the only thing that was in my head was that stupid Detroit Lions fight song from last <laughs> week. So I'm trying to get asleep at five a.m. Oh, thinking, oh, dear me. Forward down the field. Well, I haven't got it this week. I haven't got <laughs> so it. So you're, you go. okay. you're okay. Probably just as well. I don't need any more songs in my head. I need to be able to sleep. Anyway, 49ers Green Bay. So 49ers were favourite. 49ers have been pretty dominant all season, but they've kind of fallen off a little bit towards the end of the season. Green Bay have come. Green Bay have gone from being easy meat for my other team, the Raiders, who beat them very easily 
in probably end of October, beginning of November, to suddenly looking superb. And it's all on the back of the rookie, uh, well, not rookie quarterback, Jordan Love is in his third, fourth season, but he's he's never played, he's never started until this season when Aaron Rodgers has gone across the Jets. So it was absolutely chucking it down again at, uh, in over in San Francisco, which uh, not good for the 49ers in my opinion, because generally California, it's usually, even, even up in in San Francisco or in San Jose, which is closer to where they play, it's normally better weather than you know than what they got. So chucking it down. Green Bay probably loved it. Um, 49ers players were having problems with their cleats. They had a whole load of shoes on the sideline, and players were trying to figure out which were the best uh, cleats to put on, which are basically shoes. And um, they were slipping all over the place. The 49ers players, the Green Bay players, seemed all right. They seemed to have it sorted. Anyway, it comes out. Um, Green Bay drive all the way down the field. They stall um, just just into the red zone. Carlson, the Green Bay kicker, who we'll come back to shortly because it's very important. Anders Carlson, he's the brother of the Raiders kicker. He gets a 29-yard field goal, 3-0 to Green Bay. Um, Purdy comes out. He should have been picked off with his third play of the game. He literally throws it straight into the chest of the cornerback for Green Bay, a name called Savage, and he drops it. I think he was so surprised it hit him. He just went, oops, and he's dropped on the floor. So Purdy was really, 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 really lucky. Um, so the next thing, Debo is in the in the, in the uh, concussion tent. He's yeah. in the tent because he gets a concussion. That's not the one he goes off for, though. Yeah. McCaffrey um, has got something rubbing on his thigh because he's he's having problems with his hamstring. So not looking great for 49ers. Going back to our rest versus rust thing, fella, it looks to me like the 49ers have had too much rest and they're not used to the intensity of, of NFL football. Yeah. But anyway, they put that right in second quarter. Purdy comes out and he throws to Kittle for on a third and five for a 32-yard touchdown. This was a really interesting play, actually. So they the were in man coverage. So there's a receiver on each of the three wide receivers. Sorry, there's a, a cornerback or a defensive back on each of the three 49ers wide receivers. Yeah. So the safety, the man who's at the back, the backup, he's meant to pick up the either who the quarterback throws to or if one of the men starts to go deep, he's meant to come along and pick it up. Well, basically, Kittle went deep. No one picked him up. He beat his, he beat his, his cornerback and he was wide open, 32-yard pass goes into the end zone. Very, very easy touchdown. 49ers, 7-3. Aaron Jones is the running back for Green Bay, who you pointed out the other week. He was a slippery, um, slippery person to, to tackle. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was running with the ball. Yeah, I, w- I won't use the words you <laughs> use. Um, anyway, they Green Bay again drive down the field, get to the red zone, another 29-yard field goal. So twice they've been in, you know, in, in, in range to score a touchdown. Twice they've got field goals. Comes back to haunt them. Um, then Debo gets tackled on his right shoulder. He goes out. Now, I can see you wearing your Debo shirt now, fella. Debo. Are you going to tell me, Mr. Debo Samuel, are you going to be fit enough to play on Sunday? Well, let me tell you this, Baldy. Thanks for asking. Uh, I should be all right. I think I'm going to be just fine. Does he sound like that, by the way? Well, that, I, I don't think so, but I think he's got a higher pitch voice than that. But anyway, we'll have that, fella. We'll have it. It sounded good. It sounded good. Anyway, so Debo... Debo goes out with a shoulder injury. Apparently, he wanted to come back, but they wouldn't let him back in. They weren't sure if he'd actually fractured his shoulder. As it happens, he's getting an x-ray on Wednesday of this week. Well, I think, and and hopefully, he's going to be back in. Anyway, Juwan Jennings, the other wide receiver, is picking up the slack. But basically, in my opinion, 49ers do not play well when Debo's not on the pitch. So it's really important for him to get back for next week. Um, So Purdy starts to get going a little bit. I mean, he he didn't play his best game. He was struggling with the rain. He started off with the glove. Very sometimes very difficult for quarterbacks who are not used to throwing yeah. with a glove to then put one on. He took it off after the first drive. He couldn't get away with it. Uh, 49ers, anyway, get down and, and have a 48-yard field goal, but it's missed by Jake Moody. So it's still 7-6 to the 49ers at halftime. So, you know, after what I would say was not a great first half for the 49ers, they went in 7-6 up. Yeah. Um, I was kind of happy, even though it probably should have been <clears throat> 10-6. Yeah. Comes out of the second half, 49ers' defense didn't play really well at, at all during the game. They didn't get hardly... I don't think they got a sack on on uh, Jordan Love. And the defensive backs kept com- committing pass interference, particularly Ambry Thomas. Um, he committed two massive pass interferences in the game, both on third down. Um, first one in the quarter, third quarter, it was third and 15, and Love just chucks it up down the field. Probably going to fall incomplete. 
What does he do? He gets in the way of the receiver. The receiver throws his hands up, flags go. Next thing, Green Bay have got the ball inside the inside the 20. So then Green Bay, with a wide open love to a, a, one of his receivers, Bo Melton, um, 49, de- 49ers defense falling all over the field again with the cleats. Yeah. Green Bay touchdown, 13-7. Christian McCaffrey, obviously he needs to get going for the, this team to play well. He has a beautiful run for 30 yards for a touchdown, 14-3. Um, I really liked the um, I really liked the Fox Fox coverage. They went off to a break by playing I Ran, Flock, Flock of Seagulls. I don't know whether you remember that yeah, song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. DJ. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. At three o'clock in the morning, fellow, that's what you need to pick your up. It a got you through it, yeah. it's, it's a good song, by the way. It is a really good song. It is. I've seen them live, actually, in Orlando once upon a time. There you go. Um, <laughs> so anyway, on the kickoff return, this is when that Nixon comes down the field, 73-yard kickoff return, 49er tackles him, punches the ball out, fumble, they all dive in for it. It's like a massive rugby scrum. Green Bay come up with a ball. So then Green Bay go in for a touchdown. Love to Tucker. Uh, Tucker Craft, two yards, touchdown. So Green Bay leading 21-14. And San Francisco just need to try and stop Green Bay. They can't stop them driving down the field. Um, and then so the, then we get the first of the really, really big players that, in my opinion, decided the game. So Love throws, down, throws the ball down as he's driving down the field to get another touchdown. It gets tipped, and Dre Greenlaw, the San Francisco 49er linebacker, intercepts it. But still, Purdy's got the ball. He's still not throwing very well. The ball's thrown all over the place. Basically, if you watch it on telly, I've watched the game back since, and he's always going for the big pass, Purdy, which is unusual. Normally, he'll take his check down. So if, some, if someone's open like five yards yeah. and someone's double covered 25 yards, he seems to, he was thrown down, down the field to the guy who was double covered. He needs to go back to his checkdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he recognized that. And in fact, it's in, it's in the fourth quarter that San Francisco start to look like the team that they, I think they are. Um, going into the fourth quarter, though, Green Bay winning 21-14. San Francisco uh, 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 have won zero, lost 30, when trailing by five-plus five points under Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't looking good for them. Anyway, they drive down the field. Jake Moody got gets a beautiful 52-yard field goal in rain, so it wasn't great conditions. So it's 21-17 to Green Bay. Um, Green Bay had played really good tactics, and anyone playing them in the future rounds need to look at this. When they throw outside the numbers, they were getting completions and touchdowns. When they were thrown inside the numbers, they weren't getting completions, and in fact, they got interceptions. So if you think about you like Warner, the, line, yeah. the linebacker, the one yeah. with the dreadlocks, yeah, and you, Dre Greenlaw, they dominate the inside of the field. So yeah. teams are going to play better if they're actually either running the ball or throwing and throwing to the outside. Yeah. Anyway, um, Aaron Jones has a 53-yard run from his own 10. It's, it's, it's Again, it's looking it's looking dodgy for the 49ers. Um, they then go down the field, and Carlson, our kicker, who's already kicked two kicks, kicks a 41-yard field goal, and he misses wide to the left. So it's still 21-17 to the 49ers with about three or four minutes left. So Purdy drives them down the field. There's some absolutely beautiful catches on this drive. One particular one where he literally lobs it over one receipt, one one defensive back and into his own man and who's covered by a defensive back behind him. It could only go one place and be caught anywhere else and it was going to get it, it was going to get picked off. Anyway, McCaffrey goes in for the touchdown to lead 24-21 with one minute and seven seconds left. But Green Bay have got three time uh, three timeouts left. So there's every chance they could go down the field and get a field goal for a tie or mm. a touchdown. So anyway, they drive down the field. Love gets gets um, flushed out of his pocket. He goes off to his right. Bearing in mind, he's absolutely chucking it down, mm. and he commits two cardinal sins in one play. He throws across his body, and he throws across the field, and there's Dre Greenlaw, the 49ers linebacker, saying, thank you very much. He yeah, catches yeah. the ball, but instead of just going down, because that's the end of the game, he starts running with it, and somebody could say, Green Bay guy comes up behind him and tries exactly what we've just been talking about earlier on yeah, yeah. and knocks it out. It doesn't come out. He falls down. Thank goodness he did, because the game was won. All he had to do was fall down, and it was all over. Um at the end of the day, 49ers win 24-21. My view was the best team lost. Baldy and the big fella talking everything NFL. So it is uh, the bald one and the big one uh, with you. We are talking everything NFL, so sir. What's left? Well, Sunday, 
Sunday night, fella, if there was one game me and you should have been at, it should have been the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. And you just wanted to watch... know why? Ask me why. Because, was that the game we went to? Or was that the game where we saw no, some no, scrapping? <laughs> was there no, some scrapping? No, we've never been... So we, we've never been to Detroit, but yeah. there's a reason why. Ask me why. Why should we have been to that game? Well, funny you should ask, fella. <laughs> Well, one, it's an NFL game, right, which is really good. Yeah. But you know what? The game finished at um, half past six their time, I think, or maybe they're an extra hour bound. Maybe it was half five. And if you walked out the stadium while celebrating a Detroit win, oh, was there 500 nice yards game, down the field, oh. the Detroit Red Wings are playing the Tampa Bay <gasps> Lightning. Detroit Tampa Bay no again. Oh, so mate, I actually wow. watched. I actually watched the next game with the ice hockey on because when I said when he said there was players walking, there was their fans walking down the road, taking the blue shirts off and putting the red red ring shirts on. They were wow. playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Your team. That is. <laughs> can you? That is so cool. That is, you know what? Listen, I know. I, and this is the reason why I just want to go to America. <laughs> it is. I mean, that would anyway. just be a brilliant day of sport, wouldn't it? You know, I know we were very lucky and we got nine days of of sport but you know what that is just two great games in one night isn't it i know i know anyway you, your lightning got big two one so you might not have been as happy at the end of the game but just, there you go just Spoiler being alert. there just being there would have been enough believe me anyway um yeah tampa bay buccaneers against the D- detroit Lions. so detroit getting their second home game in a week um bearing in mind they hadn't been to this stage since 1991 32 years um, so Baker Mayfield playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers he gets intercepted very very early in the game Detroit go down and get a field goal 3-0 Tampa come back 3 all. so it's nip and tuck earlier on the game um, second second quarter Jared Goff gets a beautiful pass to Josh Reynolds um, goes in for a touchdown he's wide open um, but the kicker misses the, fi- oh, the, the that's 10-3, but then Chase McLaughlin misses a 50-yard field goal, a doink off the off the post, which we're used to seeing. Um, it was a great half of defence, really. Um, Detroit were playing really, really good coverage. Yeah. Um, but right at the end of the, f- sec- of the second quarter, Mayfield manages to connect to his tight end, Otten, 10-10. Apparently this year, there's been more touchdowns by tight ends in the playoffs than ever, ever before. So Tampa Bay have got Otten. Yeah. Uh, Kittle is a tight end. Isaiah Likely of Baltimore is a tight end. They've got more touchdowns in the, these first few weeks of the playoffs than ever before. So there you go. There's you, you, that, that's, so anyway, it's 10, actually, 10 and a half. That's actually a good position for you to play, actually, because you are a bit of a tight ass. <laughs> tight ass. No, <laughs> but I have got the build. You know, I know I'm not the big fella, but I probably have the build of a tight end and I, and I can catch. Yeah, absolutely. You can, yeah. <laughs> Having been a wicket keeper in cricket, I can catch balls. So there you go. There you are. Um, Anyway, so the second half, 10-all, Detroit come out. They go for it on fourth and goal um, at the one-yard line. Reynolds goes in for a, for a touchdown, 17-10. Um, later on uh, in that quarter, Mayfield comes back down and gets a, a 13-yard pass to White for a, a touchdown. So it's 17-all at the end of the third quarter. So it's nip and tuck as to who's going to win this. Um, and I wouldn't have liked to have predicted who was going to win, even though I actually thought Detroit would win. Um, so anyway, Detroit, fourth quarter, Detroit second and two to Gibbs, thir- a 31-yard run, pure speed. He runs through the line and he's got an all-pro safety, Antoine Winfield, who would basically can pick up most people. He just runs straight past them as if he's not there. Apparently, he ran 4.3 seconds for a 40-yard dash in the in the um you know, when they go to Indianapolis for the uh, when, when for the tryouts. He's really, really quick. Anyway, he went in for the touchdown, 24-17. A little bit later, Goff fires a touchdown to Armand St. Brown for 31-17. Um, Tampa come back down with a pass to Evans, uh, 31-23. They, they don't go for the extra point. They went for a two, even though they didn't need to. They, they miss it. So Tampa Bay get the ball back with a two-minute warning, 90 yards to go. Mayfield gets intercepted by Barnes, and that's all she wrote, 31-23. So it's going to be Detroit, who are going to play against the 49ers next week. And Jared Goff, the quarterback for Detroit, who comes from the San Francisco area, when he's playing against the 49ers, he is 0-5. and So no win, five losses. So you might want to think about that for your predictions there, fella. Not that I'm saying (laughs) that the 49ers are going to win, because after what they played this week, 
I wouldn't like to bank on it, yeah. but, but Goff doesn't do well against the 49ers. Baldy and the big fella talking everything NFL. So there was uh, two games, though, wasn't there? There was two games. Uh, shall we talk about the second? This was a beauty, this one. Kansas City and Buffalo. Mm. Um, so, you got, so you've got Travis Kelsey and you've got Taylor Swift in the box. Uh, Travis Kelsey's brother was there, so yeah. the other Kelsey who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles, he was he was absolutely out of his skull. <laughs> he was drinking. He had a Kansas City top on, and halfway through, he took his top off with his hairy belly. He's a big bloke. He's, yeah, yeah. he's bigger yeah, than you, fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the Buffalo fans were turning around and they didn't dare have a go at him because they knew <laughs> yeah, he could yeah. probably mash every single one of them. But um, yeah, great game. Kansas City, Buffalo. Buffalo were probably the favourites. Um, because they were at home. It was cold. Um, Kansas City, as we know, haven't been playing very well of late. The Raiders beat them not that long ago. Um, so here we go. So we got third player of the game, Josh Allen, goes down the field, an illegal forward pass, doesn't get picked up. He basically throws beyond the line of scrimmage from yeah. the 32 to the 33-yard line. The refs say it goes backwards. You can easily see it on the telly that it doesn't, but it doesn't get picked up and nobody threw a challenge flag yeah. on the um, on the Kansas City side. So not good for them. Anyway, um, the Buffalo go for it on fourth and one, get a first down, end up stalling, get a field goal by Tyler Bass. Now remember that name, Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass. Bass like a fish, yeah? Right, he gets a field goal, 3-0. That name will come back in this little summary. Goes down the other end, Harrison Butker of the the Kansas City Chiefs, who's a kicker for them. He kicks a field goal, 52-yard field... Sorry, he kicks a 47-yard field goal into strong wind, 3-all. Josh Allen goes down the other end of the field and runs in for a five-yard touchdown, 10-3 Buffalo. It's it's a right back and forward one, this one. No team seemed to have the lead. I think the lead changed hands about five times. Um, So Kansas City then, Mahomes gets it to a wide-open Kelsey... Kelsey goes in for the touchdown. His brother is all, you know, drinking his Budweiser and, and shouting expletives from the uh, from the box. Um, <laughs> so Josh Allen gets the ball back. He goes on an 18-yard scramble. Um, it's a real quandary for Kansas City because they could have done with having a spy on Josh Allen like they did with Baltimore when when Baltimore had a spy on on uh, on Jackson, but they didn't. So Josh Allen was running with the ball all the time. Anyway. Next play again, Allen goes in for a two-yard touchdown, so Buffalo lead 17-13 at halftime. Comes out the second half, Kansas City on the first drive, um, sorry, on the second drive, Mahomes to Kelsey again, another touchdown, Kelsey another tight end, Kansas City lead 20-17. Allen, they go down the other end of the field, Allen throws to Shakir um, for a touchdown, Buffalo lead 24-20. Quarter, fourth quarter, Isaac Pacheco goes in for a six-yard run, Kansas City now lead 27-24. This is where the game starts to change. So instead of Buffalo coming back and, and actually scoring, they end up on fourth down and they're going to punt. And by, by all accounts, they saw only 10 men on the field on the other side. Mm-hmm. So the call to a fake punt. And Demar Hamelin, the guy who got almost died on the pitch last year, yeah. he runs with the ball. They don't make it. So basically, they turn the ball over to Kansas City down in their own end. Wow. Um, and that, so, so Kansas City get the ball. They run down towards the, the, the end zone and um, Hardman goes in to go for a touchdown. And just as he's at the one-yard line, he fumbles the ball and he goes into the end zone. And what that means is it means it's Buffalo ball. So literally at the point of getting another seven points, he gives the ball back to Buffalo. Right. So that was actually quite, you know, Quite, and there's people even saying they should change the rules for that, saying it's so unfair that he fumbles the ball and because it doesn't go out of bounds, in which case it would have still been Kansas City ball, it goes into the end zone and it means it's Buffalo ball. Um, so anyway, Buffalo get the ball. Um, they drive up the field and bear in mind they're getting beat 27-24. A field goal ties it. They get to the point of kicking a field goal. It's a 44-yard field goal. Now, it was windy earlier on in the night, and Tyler Bass, our good, our big fella, our kicker, 44-yard field goal. Apparently, the, the, you, you know what's going to happen here. The TV comes up, he's nine for nine on game-tying or game-winning field goals in his career. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Well, so Buffalo have got this history with field goal kickers. They lost the Super Bowl in 1991 on Scott Norwood kicking and going wide right. And I, I don't know whether you remember when we were down chatting to them Buffalo fans at Tottenham, we were asking them about wide right. They said they're the words they hate to hear 
because it cost them a Super Bowl. Well, would that, you believe that, that and Tom, the ball, that, that and Tom Brady? Like... <laughs> that and Tom Brady were the words of the play. They don't like Tom. Sorry, he, I interrupted you. He kicks you, the ball. Well, he kicks the ball, fella, and it go, it's going straight up the middle. And it's like somebody with a finger suddenly pushes the ball and suddenly it, it just changes direction. And there's no wind. There's, oh. At this stage, the little flags on the top of the poles yeah. are just hanging limply. Yeah. But you've got to watch it later. The ball is going straight for the post and it's like someone pushes it and it goes wide right. It was the ghost of Scott Norwood coming back to haunt them. Anyway, Kansas City win the game 27-24. Probably, you know, what wasn't predicted. I think everyone thought Buffalo were going to win. Yeah. Buffalo fans are crying in the crowd again. They're dead upset because, you know... They haven't won a Super Bowl and they desperately want to get back. Yeah. But the big difference in the game was this. Chiefs got eight different passes of 20 yards or more. Buffalo got none in the game. Uh, passes or runs, anyway. They, were, they had basically loads of big chunk players. Yikes. Buffalo didn't get any. They were relying on Josh. They were relying on Josh Allen to run it all the time. Yeah. Um, and there was at least two chances where where two wide receivers of Buffalo really should have, uh, Diggs should have caught one for a touchdown, he didn't. Shakia should have caught another one for a touchdown, he didn't. Buffalo probably should have won it over the thing, but they, they're still in, they're still in. And Marcus Valdez-Scantlin of Kansas City, who's always dropping catches, got two absolutely massive, massive catches in the game. And that, that was the difference at the end of the day. Um, now Kansas City are now at their sixth champion, AFC Championship game in a row. So the AFC Championship, that's next week, semi-finals of the mm. Super Bowl. Six in a row for Kansas City. It took Brady twelve years to get six. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's that's the games, fella. So where are we now then? So, give, give, so give us the fixtures. So we've got Detroit on the road to San Francisco. The weather forecast is nineteen degrees Celsius. Yeah. So that's about seventy degrees Fahrenheit and one big sun. <laughs> so they're going to have nice weather as it stands at the moment. And then we've got um, Kansas City with. Patrick Mahomes going in to play Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, in Baltimore. So, and that's a massive, it's a two really, really big games. They are, they are. Um, and when, when are they on? Are they on? What, what nights are they on? Is it both, both on the Sunday? Sunday night, Sunday night, eight o'clock for Kansas City at Baltimore mm-hmm. and 11.30 hour time, UK time in the night uh, for San Francisco, Detroit. <sighs> So, are you staying up for oh, Well, listen, I'm definitely going to watch the 8 o'clock game, but I just can't do it. I can't do the, the late nights. Obviously, work the next morning and everything, but just, honestly, it's going to be crazy, absolutely crazy. And I just love playoffs. the playoffs, of course. Just love them, <laughs> love them. So, there you go. Yeah, looking forward to that then. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an absolutely brilliant, brilliant weekend. Baldy and the big fella talking everything NFL. Good grief! Look at the time. You've just—you've gone on. You've got—you've got—you've you, the passion. The passion of the ball fella is is just there for all to see. If you do want to follow us, please do so. It is Baldy and TBF, and that's across your socials, and that's your uh, your ex family Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, as well as that. You can email us at Baldy and TBF at Outlook.com. Please send us a message. But most importantly, tell somebody you know uh, to, to to listen to the the podcast, download it, listen. Uh, do you know what? It's not going to do any harm. They might. They might just even like it. There you go. Uh, right, so what are we up to now then? Predictions last week and this week. Go so, on then. I'll, go on, I'll, I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. You had Green Bay 27, San Francisco 24. Well, you got San Francisco 24, correct? And, uh, yeah, but it's I had three points different. Three points different. Yeah, I had San Francisco... Th- yeah, the wrong way though. <laughs> <laughs> I had San Francisco 31, Green Bay 21. Well, Green Bay got 21 and San Francisco won. So, fella... I'm afraid I won last week. Okay. So for this week, I don't know whether we've got a game that we can disagree on because I've seen you predicting this week and I'm predicting the same. I think 49ers are going to beat Detroit and I think Baltimore are going to... Well, why don't we see who's going to get nearest to the score assuming one of those teams were to win? Right, okay. Okay, You're going to stay up and watch the Ravens. So are we going to have... Shall we have the predictions on the Ravens and the I think that's going to be a close game. Because that's the game you're going to watch, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's... Yeah, well, we know what you're going to predict. I'm probably... <laughs> no, I, I actually... Do you know what? I think that, that both teams will actually have a good go at this. I think it's going to be close. Um, and I'm going to go... I'm probably going to go... Ooh, now then, let's see. I think I'll go 27. Uh, the Baltimore? No. 
Oh, sorry. 27, um, Kansas City. 30... 31. Oh, fella, we've even got the same, nearly the same score. I've already written mine down. I've written Baltimore 31, Kansas City 24. You've written Baltimore 31, Kansas City 27. So it's on Kansas City's score yeah. if Baltimore wins yeah. as to who wins the I predictions. Think I think it'll be a close game, but I also think there'll be still be there'll be some scores in that. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a lot of the talking heads think Kansas City are back and they're going to go back to the Super Bowl. But I just think it's it's Baltimore's Baltimore are, are, are a special special team this year. Here's a question for you. Um, Here's a question. Got a, for you. Go on then. So obviously we've talked about Belichick. What about yeah. Andy Reid? He's a good coach. He will go down as a legend. He is in the same part of coaching legend as Bill Belichick, in my opinion. So he's won two Super Bowls. He could get his third one this year. He always got Philadelphia to the playoffs. He used to coach Philadelphia before this. Never to. I think he got him to the Super Bowl once, but they lost. Andy Reid is an absolutely legendary coach, but that moustache with the ice hanging down, I mean, that's no that's nose ice, that, isn't it? I know, I know. But do you know what as well, though? I think because he is not controversial, um, I think he'll probably be remembered more fondly. I think the, the Belichick is obviously, it goes hand in hand with the Patriots and obviously Brady. But I think if you've got somebody like Andy Reid, it could be, you know, it could be him and Mahomes, Mahomes, could be that kind of partnership as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got his quarterback. I can't imagine he wants to retire anytime soon. I wouldn't be surprised if he's looking there and thinking, well, if Belichick can have six, I can have seven. So, Absolutely. Um, I mean, Andy Reid, unfortunately, he's in the same division as the Blooming Raiders, so uh, we've got to come up against him twice every year, and uh, it's frustrating, let's say. So, uh, you never know. So there anyway. are predictions. Oh, he's always got his book. <laughs> I brought the book. I brought yeah, I, the book. So. I found it on Amazon, fella, and I was going to put a one-star review saying it asked you questions about kickoff returns without asking questions about kickoff returns. So I don't know. Have we done so the prediction? Even Jeff said, even even Jeff said he couldn't figure out exactly what the question was supposedly asking. Oh, Jeff, 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 come on! Honestly, come on, Jeff. <laughs> It's a bit of fun. You, listen, don't you don't you be shaking your head like that, Jeff? Honestly, and Mary Kate. This is the one bit. This is the one bit of fun I really have testing the bald fella because he has no idea. Come on then. About the question. Are we done with? Are we done with our predictions? We're done out with the predictions. That's it. This is this we're is done now, with the predictions. We're on the questions. This questions. Is a, this is a fun go. bit for you. Go on. He's got to keep me right, you know, because he's in charge. He's, he's Billy Clipboard. Uh, right. So uh, give us a number between <laughs> um, one. Let's go one and eighty-one. 75. 75. How long is number? 75. Oh, it's a blooming quote. Set your goals high. Right, and don't. I'm, I'm reading the quote. Hang on a second. Uh, set, your, set your goals high and don't stop till you get there. Who is that? Bill Walsh. What? Bill what? Walsh? Bill Walsh. No, I'll give you a clue. His surname is. Another Jackson. Yeah, which one? Mm, I don't know. It must Bo, be an old Jackson. Bo, Jack, the current Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Oh, Bo, oh, my, Bo Jackson. That's Bo mine. Jackson. That's my fella. That's your fella. Right, okay. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go uh, number 74. Pick us a number between 1 and 10. Okay, 5. 5. The youngest NFL player was Amobi Okoye. Amobi Okoye. Okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> he graduated from high school at 16, played college football, and graduated at 19, and was drafted by the Houston Texans. Oh, that's a fact. Oh, bloody hell. That's a fact I've given you. While you're looking for a question, <sighs> shall I give you yours so you can this will help you Jeez. flounder a little bit? Okay, go on. In what year did the Jacksonville Jaguars first play in London? Tell me the name of the team properly, or I'm not answering it. What, who did the player? No, the, the the team you just said. The team that you just said. My team. Go on, say it properly. Yeah, the Jackson. Oh, sorry, the Jackson. <laughs> Come on. Okay, in what year did the Jacksonville Jaguars first play a London game? Um. Well, to correct you, the I'm just going to have to check the, if I'm right. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. I would say it was uh, 2000 and 13. Correct. Is it? Who did the player? Yeah. <laughs> no idea. No idea. 
Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, so I, I was definitely there, 100%, but you I know, don't remember it very do you, well. Do you know why I've got a rough idea when it was? Because I was paying attention. Go on. I was paying attention to Mackenzie. And it just, that 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 rang a, <laughs> rang a bell to me. I was like, wasn't that was it? Yeah, so there you go. So that's so technically, yeah, yeah. I got it right, though. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, right, okay. Congratulations, uh, fella. You never pay attention to me, though. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> right, okay. Um, right. Let's have a go at this one, then. Uh, it's about the Green Bay Packers. How many Super Bowls have the Green Bay Packers won? If you need a multiple choice, I will give you the multiple choice. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Well, you can give me multiple choice, but I'm going to write it down as well. All right, I, okay. Because you know. all right then. So it's either going to be A four, B six, C eight. Oh right, <laughs> I'm going to go for four. It is four. Well done. Well done. Yeah, four. Congratulations. Right, okay. Uh, have we got anything else? Because just chat. think, are we anywhere? Is that it? Are we done? We're, we, we're pretty much there. Well, I can hear the music. I don't know if you can hear the music. That tells me one thing. It tells me that we are finished. Number 17 of the Baldy and the Big Fella podcast. So now my job is to uh, go away, edit it together, get all the thanks, the Zoom delays out of it so it sounds nice and slick for you, our dear friends. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the weekend. Here, I am. I am, sir. I can't wait for two of the last three games before September. It's going to kill me, but I'm still be. looking forward because it's going to be fantastic games. I know, and and I'm not sure what I've got to do um, when the Super Bowl's over. I really, I've just have no idea. We'll obviously continue because that's what we've, we're going to do. We promise to do. But yeah, wow, it's just one of those things, isn't it? How the heck are we going to get through here? Well, I've got a list of superb games from last season to rewatch, so I think I'll uh, I'll go back around. And I think I need to watch. Let's go. <laughs> I need to watch the uh, hard knocks with the dolphins, which I haven't done yet. <laughs> I didn't like to mention it, fella. I know. Right, so there we go. Seventeen out the way. It is seventeen, isn't it? Good grief! It is seventeen. It so, is. so um, well, there you go. It's been different, hasn't it? It's, it's took us back to old school to number one uh, when we did it in separate rooms and that. But there you go. So next week, then. I'll see you then, mate. It was a blast. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you soon.